The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, the host of Loving That Sports Talk, and uh, I'm kind of excited about this show. It's going to be a good show. Um... I'm going to have a special guest today that's going to co-host the show with me. So before I introduce him, you know, we have our fabulous, our specialist um, guy I really love to play with, Galen Daxton. Are you there, Galen? I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, Galen, we got a good show. I'm going to introduce um, a young man who's going to co-host with us today. But before I um, listen, before I tell you about him, I want to get a couple of shout-outs. One, I want to get, you know, Terry, he's out there in Jamaica having fun on vacation. <laughs> Co-host. So Terry out there in Montego Bay, Jamaica. So Terry, keep having fun. And we'll give a shout-out to Jay Hannon. He's out there with Terry. They all just kicking the game. You know, fun of son. Plus, I like Jay. Jay's an Eagles fan, so that's got to be good, right? Well, I don't know about the Eagles fan part, but he might be a good guy. And <laughs> then a couple of shout-outs. You know, Gabe, I like to get emails and texts. You know, I like to see when kids and young adults do good, so we can mention them on the show. You know, I want to give a shout-out to Maddie. Maddie had five steals, seven rebounds, and two assists in her game, Gary. So nice. keep up the hard work, Maddie, you know, and keep playing and keep being a team player. And another shout-out to Terry Jackson, Jr. Kelly Walsh, basketball team will be going to play state this weekend. So Nice. And like I said, um, please send me all your emails, even if you're a kid. Get an A on the math tab. We want to hear about it and put it on the air, right, Gabe? That's right. Well, this is out there. This guest of mine, so I was fortunate enough to um, be great, great friends with his dad and his mom. You know, a young man is uh, playing in my old out of my high school. And, uh, and I told him, you know, hey, Cole's to show me this week, Gabe, and um, I let him tell a little bit about himself. David Donick, are you there, David? Yeah, I'm here, Jimmy. Thanks. Good. How you doing? Tell him a little quick thing about you, David. Uh, I've been playing baseball since third grade, and I tried out for the uh, baseball team at Shepherd this year for freshman. And uh, I was the last cut on the team, and now I'm going to start playing summer ball and get better and try it again sophomore year. Well, Gaylord, I'm going to let you chime in on that. I spoke with David, and I told him, you know, when I was in high school, I was cut from the freshman team, you know, and it made me, you know, even play, you know, go out and try harder and, and get better to make it the next year. Can you relate, relate to that, Dave? I mean, Galen? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've never been cut before, but I know that it takes a lot of hard work, and sometimes you don't succeed. And, and so, you know, you just got to buckle down, uh, you know, hit the weight room, uh, do things off the, uh, the baseball field, uh, work hard in the weight room and practicing hitting and fielding and those types of things. And, and uh, you know, never don't give up on it. Uh, you're a young man. Uh, lots of people have been cut and, 
come back and have been really good players, have made it into the pros and so forth. And so I would just continue to work hard, David, and uh, uh, don't be discouraged by what happened. Actually use it as motivation for yourself and, and go up next year, come back and make it. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, it's awesome. That's a good attitude to have. Galen, when those things, you know, um, um, we could talk about this on the show with David, you know, when those things happen, you know, you do get down on yourself, you know, and life, you know, you're going to have disappointment in life, but you got to keep yourself going. What's a good motivator saying, you know, you're going to make this team or you look at something like you said goals, right, and you try and achieve each one of the goals? You set yeah. goals for yourself, you know. I mean, you're going to have some setbacks. That's one thing about uh, sports. It mirrors life, you know. I mean, in life you have setbacks. Uh, you know, you lose a job. People get laid off all the time, and, and things happen to them. What you do is you don't let that bring you down to your knees. I mean, where you give up, uh, you you continue to work hard uh, and, you know, you know, just put the effort in to, to be successful at what, in whatever you do. And, and so... Uh, you know, life knocks us down sometimes. We just got to get back up, dust ourselves off, and, and, and continue going. David, I'm sure you got some questions for me, okay? But before you ask your question, David, let well, Gavin give you a little history about, you know, uh, what you did, Dick Gavin, so he'll know your background. Well, you know, I uh, I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and had an opportunity to play here. Uh, I've been in Laramie, Wyoming. I played here at the University of Wyoming and was able to be successful here. And then had an opportunity to play in the NFL for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, San Diego Chargers, and the New York Giants. And so, you know, I mean, I was always told that I wasn't good enough to play it in the college level or I wasn't good enough to play in the NFL, but I managed to do it through determination and hard work. Go ahead, yeah. David. It's on you now. Shoot, questions or you have something to say? Go ahead. Yeah, when you're uh, doing all that NFL stuff, like, how long is your spring training? Because I've always been told about spring training, but I've never really gotten into the depth with it, with anybody. Like, what what's all it, what's it all about? Go ahead, Gary. You go for it. Okay, well, uh, in college, uh, you know, we started out with winter uh, workouts and, and weightlifting, and so we would work hard. We, they'd wake us up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we'd go out and run, and those days were extremely hard, and... Uh, I know that Yeah, and then uh, after that, we would have spring football drills and spring practices, and then uh, we'd be finished. That would go on throughout the whole first, uh, second semester, and then we'd be finished in May. And then we'd have to work hard all summer long, and then come to training camp in you know early August and have about four or five weeks of, of training. But uh, you know, for most sports these days, there's really not an off season for you uh, because. Uh, you know, you got to be ready going into camp. Uh, in the past, you could go into camp probably not in shape, but nowadays you can't do that and be successful. Yeah, David, David, um, David is it fair to say to David that, you know, when I was in camp with the Eagles, I thought training camp was the most hardest thing ever than during the season. I mean, because it's so brutal. And plus, you're out there, you, you're giving your all trying to make the team, but, I mean, the, the um, drills and the workout, it was so hard. It was just so... I mean, it was it was brutal. You agree with that, Gabriel? Oh, definitely. I mean, we had six weeks of two days in that in during that time, and uh, you know, uh, training camps were just absolutely ridiculous. You'd have two days, and you know, you would just get into a routine, and you would just 
just try to work your way through it, work hard, because a lot of it has to do mentally. It, it, you break down physically, but, you know, a lot of players didn't make it because mentally they weren't strong enough to get through it, and so, you know, they, weren't, they were making a lot of mistakes on the field and ultimately were released from the team. But, you know, it's a, it's a real physical grind as well as a mental grind. Yeah, so pretty much if you have the mentality to stay with it, your body will ultimately stay with it as well. They say that again, David? So if you have the uh, mind to stay with it, you can pretty much overcome any physical thing and make the team? Oh, I, you, know, I, you know, sometimes it's not the best athlete who makes the team. It's someone who can go out there and perform under pressure and uh, who can, you know, can think fast under pressure because a lot of it has to do with the mental part of the games, you know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, if you know what you're doing mentally, then you can go 100 miles an hour. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing mentally, then you can't put the bet forth your best effort because you're thinking about what you're doing, so you can't do it 100 miles an hour. So, you know, as long as you know what you're doing, you've got to study your plays or whatever they teach you in baseball, and then when you get out there, it's natural reaction for you, so you can go as hard as you can and play as smart as you can at all times. You know, David, and um, I think Gary, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but, you know, everybody asked me, you know, how was it in the NFL? I said, you know, it was like 90% mental, you know, but I said, they know you should come in physically fit to play the game or you wouldn't be there. So physically, one is mental because, I mean, if you look at football on TV and the quarterback haven't got underneath the center yet and he's calling off all these numbers, you mentally got to know what he's calling for your play. And then you got to look over the defense to know what you're running in a split second. So, like Gaylin was saying, you got to know what you got to do and, and know quick when you do it because it all happens so quick. But physically, you should have the the body and the athletic ability to be there. Am I fair to say that, Gaylin? Oh, definitely. I mean, when you look at people who make who you know who are uh, successful at the college level, uh, there's tons of them on every team. But what separates the ones from going to the NFL and the ones who don't make it are the ones who can physically and mentally put everything together. And so it may not be the best athlete, but it's someone who can put up with the daily grind of being a professional athlete. And so it's a way to handle yourself professionally on the field as well as off the field. Very cool. David, I have a question for you. Um, you got a long time, so we're going to ask you a question. Um when you when you got cut, how was you feeling? I mean, did you like feel down, or did you say to yourself, you know, you know, you know, do better next time, or what? Did you yeah, feel error that you can work on better? I, I was very uh, disappointed. I was very down, like you said. But I didn't. I knew that because I'm going to be in high school for four years. So if I don't make the team three times, then there's still one more time I can make it. So I, I think that what kind of helped me was that there was always a chance and always more options that I can do, and uh, just because I wanted to play ball, mainly. You got something to say on that, Galen? Yeah, yeah, and I'd say that's a great attitude to have, and all of us have disappointment, uh, and we're dis- a little bit discouraged when we are released, are told we are not good enough to do something. But the difference between the ones that are successful and the ones that aren't is that you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you get back in the game, right? And you and you try it again, and so you do those things now, so that when you have your next tryout, that you'll be better um, prepared for it, and and physically better prepared, mentally prepared for it, and I think you'd be successful. I, I, I like your attitude, David. Thank you. You know, 
Galen uh, and, and David, you know, um, something was said, you know, uh, Galen, you, if I'm wrong, let me know if I'm wrong, if I'm not telling him right. You know, I don't want to steer nobody wrong, but when I was cut from Shepherd, you know, well, I put on the C team. They just made up that team because, you know, A and B, they kind of weren't good enough. But I was so determined to prove them wrong because I was better in baseball. I wanted to prove them wrong, and I learned how to play football to prove them wrong. Am I wrong for that, Gabriel? No, I mean, I think all of us who have experienced those types of things uh, have want to prove someone wrong. I mean, the ones who don't want to prove them wrong are the ones that quit and they give up. You know, and and so they go on to something else. But the ones who are unsuccessful at first, and they come back and they compete and they come back and and do well, is the ones that say, "Hey, like I'm gonna prove them wrong because for whatever reason I didn't make it the first time, but I'm not gonna let that happen the next time." And so it's a good attitude to have, you know. Um, and I think the majority of people who do make it, some people are superstars. I mean, they've never been told those things, but you know, for the majority of us, we've been told you know those things, and so. Uh, we have to show them that they're wrong. Yeah, That's what I mean, we're gonna do, David. I mean, cut you off, but we got to take a break. But when we come back, we we'll get your questions, David. You know, I love this, David. I love it. You know, I love David yeah. for being on here. And uh, like I say, you know, David in the show, with me co-hosting and getting his questions, and you know, I love this, David. This is what makes my day. You know. Yes. You know. Awesome. So, uh, this is James Loving. Hosting the show, we got David co-hosting with us, and then we got a fabulous Galen Paxton. So we'll be right back with 11 at Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back hosting on that sports talk, and we got David Donahue in for Terry Jackson. Terry's on break, Aaron, so he's out there having fun in Jamaica. That's right. You know, know, but with it's good. But you know what, Galen and David, uh, we got another guest on the line. Uh, Eric Coleman, are you there, Eric? Uh, yes. How you doing, James? Good. Sure. How you doing today, Eric? Well, we're glad we ain't talking about Tebow, right? <laughs> <laughs> you had to say something, didn't you? <laughs> Is that Galen? Yeah. yeah, that's Galen. How you doing, Galen? Good, good. How you doing, D? I'm all right. Yeah. Well, Eric, we got um, David on the line, David Donick, and uh, he was going through some with baseball and release, but, you know, we're just trying to tell him, like, man, Galen, like, you know, everything's happening, but you keep building up and you work harder and you come back next year. So, I'm sorry, James, you kind of broke up there. What, what you have who on the line now? David. 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 How you doing, David. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's going on? Uh, well, you know, I was recently the last cut from the uh, baseball team, and I'm determined to prove them wrong and then try out next year and make the team for sure. Oh, most definitely. I think when uh, whenever you have a dream, most people who are in the position that you're trying to achieve, whether it's sports or anything else, they'll tell you um, you can't let someone else... Um, kill your dream you gotta you gotta be persistent and you will persevere um michael jordan was cut from his high school basketball team was he not yep yeah Yeah. i mean and look what he went on to do so um you gotta keep trying you gotta believe in yourself um i can tell you from a personal experience um i didn't get to play little league football i actually started football in high school and the very first day we get there we we're putting on pads um i didn't know how to put the pads on you know i have never even had a uniform ever so i'm watching the other guys seeing how to put these things on the first drill we have is we we lay on the ground on our backs 10 yards apart the the um coach blew the whistle you, you get to your feet and you run and you hit the other guy well that was my very first experience with football i did that and got knocked out I was laying on the ground. I woke up looking at the clouds from the nicest sleep I think I've had, <laughs> I've ever had. That was my very first experience with football, and I didn't quit. I mean, that was a perfect opportunity to quit, you know. Um, and I and I didn't quit and end up, you know, going to the NFL. But you do have to believe in yourself, and you do have to be persistent and, and work hard, and it'll happen. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that you got knocked out, I must say. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I got knocked out. Was it me that knocked you out, Colby? <laughs> no, you kneed me in the head and gave me a concussion. <laughs> Which I think you already knew that, so I'll go ahead and give you some props for that. <laughs> no, Galen, yeah, Galen, yeah, now, that was another reason. You know, I had plenty of opportunities to quit, and you're always going to have an opportunity to quit. Um, but you need to change it over into a, a you know a reason why you you overcome, take it as an opportunity to overcome something. But throughout life, you will have plenty of opportunities to give up. Just don't yeah. do it. I, I think oh. if you if you do take that opportunity to uh, 
give up. You're pretty much just like throwing away your potential for greatness. And once you do that, then you're done. And I don't think that anybody really wants to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's a successful person out there who has quit. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole point. They didn't quit. Yep. You know, I was always told guys and tell me if I'm right that I also tell the coach, you don't have to cut me because I'm not quitting, you know. That's right. <laughs> that's absolutely right. No, I tell my kids one. that too. I say, uh, you know, if you start something then you're gonna finish it. If they ask you to leave, that's one thing, but you do not quit. Yeah. Right. My mom hasn't quit, so I'm not quitting. There you go. You have, you have a question for the panel, David? Go ahead. Shoot away. What? You cut out. You have a question? Oh, yeah. Um, for all you guys, like, how did you guys know when you wanted to, to uh, start you know, playing football? Like, what was that first moment where you're like, I want to do this? <laughs> Who want to start first? Well, I'll start first. And, uh, you know, like I was saying, David, uh, I had... Um, I was better in baseball, but since I was cut in football, you know, and they told me I wanted to do it, that made me work harder in that sport to become great in that sport, you know, just like I say, to prove that I can do it, you know, that I can succeed. I want to let somebody else tell me I wasn't good at something that I could work hard to be good at. So that's how I became to play, you know, football. I mean, who yeah. want to go next? Go ahead, Coleman. Okay. I think my first interest in wanting to play football came when I was when I was a kid, and I was actually my hero was Rick Upchurch, um, mm. and I used to get out in the front yard and you know throw the ball to myself, and uh, I remember this so clearly during the fall, uh, the leaves were on the ground, and I used to run and dodge the leaves like they were tacklers, you know, make my little path. Um, so that's when I first my got my first interest in football. Um, and it, it just kind of grew from there. And I, I really just played football because I loved it. I, um, I never had an intention, you know, never entered in my mind, you know, one day I'm going to play in the NFL. I really just played because I loved the sport. And I was going to let the chips fall uh, where they may. And it just seems like um, when I did get a chance to play uh, on the JV team in high school, I, I started loving the sport, and I just did my best, and an opportunity came to go to varsity. Didn't try to go to varsity. I'm just having fun. Uh, and then from there, you know, college and then and the pros. So uh, interest yeah. came when I was a kid. Hard work got me to the pros. Yeah, and for me, you know, I started playing football uh, in elementary school and just loved it. And, you know, I just set goals for myself every year and, you know, just, just worked hard on and off the field and because that was my number one sport. I, I just love football. And so, uh, you know, I was very young uh, when I knew I wanted to play. I, I always wanted to play in the NFL, and to actually achieve that was just awesome. And and and, and, being, and that opportunity was just great. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, from the time I was small, I knew I wanted to do it, and, and uh, so I just set out to do it. Yeah. And that's a rarity, I mean, because there's a lot of uh, players out there who, you know, they set their eyes on the NFL, and that's their goal. So the fact that that was in Galen's mind from the start, and to achieve that, is, is that's amazing dedication and hard work. Well, thank you, yeah. sir. Guys, I mean, um, can you explain it, David? Is it just about making the team, or is it just about... You know, I mean, what is it really about? You know, I know some people say, you know, I just want to make the team, but a lot of people, you know, there's more to it, right? 
Um, for me, um, I can't just make the team. Um, I remember um, speaking to Greg Brown, uh, who is my coach, and he's, he, he always told me that, you know, real competitive players, when, when it comes crunch time, like Michael Jordan, they want the ball. And, and that's how I was. I, I wasn't content. I can't sit on the sideline. I can actually say if we had won uh, a bowl game with me sitting on the sideline, I wouldn't have been happy. You know, I would have been okay for the time being, but I would it would not have satisfied me to sit on the sideline and, and watch the guys out there win a championship game. I, I had to be in there. Um, and I remember during, uh, during game play, and it's fourth and, you know, eight, nine uh and i'm on defense i wanted them to throw the ball to my guy i would even play off to try to let the quarterback think he's open um i just had that mentality so it's not yeah. just about making the team for me uh you know i'd have to you know echo what uh coleman says i mean you want to go out to uh for sports to compete and you know uh to play and so i mean sometimes you know, when I was in the NFL, I didn't start, you know, I was a, a um, third down, uh, short yardage type linebacker. And so, you know, I didn't play every play, but I contributed to the team as much as they allowed me to. And so, you know, I mean, sometimes you get set in a role that you have to play. And so I played my role, but certainly would love to play every down. My goal every year was to be able to play every down. Uh, like I did in college, but, you know, sometimes in, in NFL is so specialized that, you know, you may not have an opportunity to play on every play. But your goal going into the season uh, is to be able to play on every down and contribute to a team. And uh, if you're not doing that, you're not necessarily satisfied with that. I mean, you can uh, you can accept it, but uh, and a lot of players do in the NFL because that's just the way it's run. But, um, you know, you... Your goal is to play on every down. You know, our time. I know, Coleman, your time is limited, but before we go to break, Coleman, you want to say something last to David before you leave? Yeah, just, um, you know, actually, James, I can stay a little bit longer, but um, I do want to tell him, you know, you want to, you want to focus on what you want to do and, and how you want to be uh, thought of. Um, and out there, when I was out there, I want to be thought of as the go-to guy. Um and like James said, some people are content with just making a team. Hopefully you're not that person. Um, um, so go out there and, and compete as hard as you can. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. Good, good stuff, isn't it, David? You have, a, you have another question, David? Yeah. Um, what was your guys' like, favorite overall year like in your sportsmanship career? Huh. You want to go, Galen? Uh, excuse yeah, me, I have to think about it. Go ahead, love. <laughs> what was that again, Davis? What was the question? Your favorite year doing out your sports career. I'll, I'll, I'll start with that one. I think okay. my most fun and entertaining time in football um, was probably my senior year in college. Um, it was just... I guess at that time, I just felt like there was no one that could compete with me at my position. And, and, I, and I had that cocky attitude. I think I was supposed to be a linebacker. Um, <laughs> I didn't have that linebacker body. Um, but it was, I just felt like, you know, any receiver, I didn't really respect any receiver. 
I felt um, if they were within 10 yards of me, they were going down. They'll, they'll never reach the end zone. Um, I just I felt like I commanded attention on the field, um, and I just felt great. Uh, I could have played. I didn't even really like when the offense was on the field because that meant I was on the I was on the sideline. So yes. that was my most fun time in football, I think, ever, including pros. Yeah, and I didn't say my senior year in college is also the funnest time, and we had a chance, all of us, three of us, competed in the bowl game in Holiday Bowl in San Diego to culminate that season. But it was just the funnest time. We were having a lot of success on the field, off the field, enjoying everybody. And, you know, when you get to the NFL, it's a business, you know what I mean? It's a game, but it's you know as we see on TV day in and day out, it's a, it's about business in the NFL. So you're not necessarily having fun because it's your job, but I mean it's a great job to have. But it is a business, and so college years are when you look back on those were pretty fun time, especially when you're winning. And our my senior year, which was your junior year, uh, Eric and, and mm-hmm. Love's senior year, I think too, uh, was a great time. I think mine was when I was in junior college, and it's kind of fun and exciting when you're in the huddle and we had a play with fourth and ten for us to continue to, uh, you know, for the game. And, you know, I came up with that big catch where I fumbled the ball and I still ended up catching it. I mean, just to see that excitement, your teammate believing in you and me having the confidence in the huddle to make that play to know they're coming to me. So I think that was the, my best moment, you know, to come up with that big catch and, you know, didn't want to be the hero of the game, but I just wanted to be that person that, you know, I felt that confidence enough in myself to make that play. Yeah. So that that made me go on through life that I could be confident enough to do anything in any situation, you know. So that 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 made me strive to be, you know, who I am. But, guys, what we're going to do, we have to take another break, and we got a break, David. Eric and um, Gabe, we got another guest on the line, too, so we bring that guest on, too. But this is Jerry Lovin, host of Lovin' Sports Talk with David Donnick, co-hosting the show. We got Eric Coleman, and we got Galen, our favorite faction people. We'll be right back. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Levin, host of Levin at Sports Talk, and we got David filling in for Terry, co-hosting this show. Are you there, David, still? Yeah, I'm here. All right, and we got Eric Coleman on the line. We still, I know you still there, Eric. No, I'm still here. You see, and we got, you know how I got to bring up Tebow Galen Thaxton. I'm here, you know, sir. Galen <laughs> Tebow Thaxton. <laughs> this, this is a show that I like, and I like, I, I, I respect you guys for coming on and, and talking with David, because I like to get, like, uh, they, them to get our point of views of, you know, to help out the younger generation and younger kids to, you know, give them advice. And that's why I love this show. You know, we can get the questions from David. We can ask them because we've been through it. We know how it is. And it's great, to, you know, to give our advice. And I'm still learning some things from you guys, too. So this is a great show. But we got another guest online uh, from San Diego, California, Eric Coleman. I mean, Eric Glover. Are you there, Eric? Yes, I am. Glove, how you doing today? <laughs> What's up, Glove? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness, Glover! What What's happened? Up? What's up, Eric Coleman? <laughs> he had me totally confused. He was saying Eric. I was like, Eric, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Glove. Well, you're a coach, and you know you play with your horse. I mean, we got David on the line. You know, you got some advice for David. I mean, something you can tell. Hey, you know what? I listened to like the last 15 minutes uh, when you guys were talking to David. Yeah. about uh, being on the sports team, participation and all that. And, I mean, the rule of thumb is no one joins the sports team to sit on the bench. Mm. You, join, you join for team camaraderie and you join to compete, you know. So, man, I, I'm, like, working as I'm talking to you guys. Sorry about that. So, so you know, you have to be focused. You have to keep your focus. And you have to see the big picture. And, you know, those guys talk about going to the NFL and, and fulfilling dreams and, you know, things like that. And it's, it's what you want. It's yeah. what you want out of life. You got to, you know, set yourself up with some uh, goals and try to attain them. I'm, you guys got to excuse me for mumbling, man. I'm like in between writing and talking to you guys. But <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's all right. You got a question for him, David? Um, like, how do you overcome adversities, just like, advers- I don't know how to say the word, adversities, I'm sorry, in the NFL? Because, like, it's this huge league, and, like, it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of stress, but I bet there's a, b- a lot of it that they don't show. Uh, who want to start? Say your name. Well, this is Galen. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, there's adversity on every play in the NFL, and everything does not go perfect. And so, you know, you just have to have a mindset that when things go wrong, then you're just going to dust yourself off. You've got to sort of forget it and move on to the next play. And so, uh, you know, that's a lot in life as well. I mean, there's lots of things that go wrong. You just have to dust yourself off and get refocused on what's important in life, you know, and then you keep going for it and going 100 miles an hour and work as hard as you can. Yeah. This is Eric Coleman. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that. There, you do. You have to. You have to dust yourself off and keep going. Everything's a, a trial, um, and the trials get more difficult the uh, higher up you you go. So, prepare early because they're going to keep coming. Absolutely, I, I agree. This is Eric Glover. I agree with what both the gentlemen had to say. The, the difference in in the good and the great is is practice and how much you put into your work ethic. You know, the difference in sitting the bench and being a starter is your work ethic. Mm. But, you know, whatever you want when you're talking about getting through adversity is, is training yourself mentally as well as physically. Those guys talk about going to the NFL. You know, it's, it's what, 10% physical, 90% mental. Because in your mind you think you're the greatest, but guess what? There's somebody out there that's, that's stronger, faster, and better than you are. So you have to prepare yourself mentally to get through adversity. Because like they said in life, every day, once you walk out your door, you're going to be faced with something. Whether it's in your car, whether it's at work, it's at the grocery store. You know, things are going to come at you every day, all day long. So you have to prepare yourself mentally for to get over those hurdles. You know, I have a question for Eric Glover, Eric Coleman, and Galen. You know, this is for, you know, um, for you guys to answer this for me and probably for David. If I child for a team, I don't care for NFL, college, or, you know, David, you know, if I don't make that team, do should I feel that I fail? I'm a failure? Should I feel that way? Uh, Eric, do you want no. to start for Glover? You want me to start? Hey, yeah. well, let, me, let, me give you, let me give you a little bit. Came to Wyoming from San Diego was one of the better players in San Diego. I'm not going to sit up here and talk about myself like that. But was one of the better players in San Diego. Got to Wyoming, started as a freshman. Broke my ankle as a sophomore, left school, came back. Now, you talking about adversity? There was always guys that played in front of me. Were they better than me? No. It was just a matter of the situation. You know, when you understand the politics behind the game, you realize only certain players are going to play, only so many players are going to play. I don't care how good you are. If they don't like you, you're not playing. Bottom line, it goes from high school, it goes from college, it goes into the pros. Now, if you don't make the team, should you get upset? No. If your dream is to be on the team, it's the little intangibles. It's the extra that you have to do. You have to work. You have to get yourself out there. You have to let people see you. Never let somebody crush your dreams. Only you can stop yourself from achieving things. Yeah, I just want to, uh, this is Galen, I just want to piggyback on what Glove said a little earlier about preparedness. I mean, you have to be prepared when your opportunity comes, and that's prepared from off the field and prepared for what you're going to face on the field. And so, for an example, if you look at Jeremy Lin and what has happened in New York over the last month or so, 
and how when his opportunity came, he was on the verge. He was five days away from getting cut, and then his time came for whatever reason due to injuries or whatever. But when it's your time, you got to be prepared and ready to take advantage of it. And so he was prepared, and he was able to contribute to a team where uh, where their superstars were out and, and, and also willed them to win in a lot of ways. And so preparedness has a lot to do with it, like Glove said. And then, like he said, you know, coaches don't like you for whatever what reason, but when it's your time to step up, you need to step up. Yes. This is um, Eric Coleman. And to go on, I've heard something one time. Um, it's called being lucky. Being lucky is when opportunity and preparation collide. Yes, that's a good yeah. So you, you yep. do, you have to always be prepared. Always prepare yourself because there's going to come an opportunity when you're called on. And when you are called on, you want to step in there and put in their minds, the decision maker's mind is, why wasn't this guy in here all along? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you get that chance, don't let it go. Uh, <laughs> I, I know there was a times when I when I first started as um, a defensive back I didn't start but in my mind I thought you know what if they ever let me in there I'm not giving that spot up you know um, and, and you do you have to you have to prepare yourself for that for that and you always have to think as far as being uh, a, um, a failure um, I only think you fail when you quit mm-hmm. right um, if you continue to struggle and fight and you don't make it then you were unsuccessful. That's you're right. not a failure. Right. That's right. I agree. With yeah. You. Go ahead, David. What's that? Well, I, 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 I completely had a thought, and then it just kind of left me. But like you guys were saying, if you can't give up because if you do, then you're pretty much giving in and say that I cannot do this. But in reality, you can because. Maybe you didn't make it because there was maybe like an error that somebody played off or something, or because you weren't uh, like toned up enough. But you can always improve, and nobody's really perfect. So if you don't make it because you're not perfect, then improve more and then try out again. I think is what my thought was. <laughs> well, this this is Eric. If you're waiting to become perfect before you be successful, you'll never be successful because you're not going to ever be perfect. But you got to be the best that you can can be, and that might be what they're looking for. Right. So, you know, maybe, and I, want, I, I would like for all you guys to answer this for me, Galen, Eric Glover, Eric Cohen, and David. You know, I always thought when I played, I was best. That was the best. I mean, uh, Cohen, I know how good you were, and Galen, I came, and Glover, but I thought nobody could cover me. And that's what my mentality was thinking, that there's no way, you know. You could have been the best corner, you know, or the best, Right, but well, I always had in my mind that I was the best. Is that wrong for somebody to think that way? Yeah, if you suck. <laughs> <laughs> now you just made me feel like a failure, Colby. <laughs> you know, I, uh, being at Wyoming, I don't know how you how you uh, start thinking like that anyway. I think I was a blanket on you. I had you. Hey, that can be another show because you ain't touched me. I had you hot. You go out there and you just start sweating because that blanket is on you. I had you for breakfast. It was called toast. <laughs> hey, uh, y'all see, look, hey, uh, I think you're right, loving, this is Galen, you know, I mean, you have to go out there thinking that you're the best, you know, and, and you know, let the chips fall where they may, you know, 
and you may be the best and not play, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got to go out there with the mindset. It's not cockiness. It's not uh, arrogance or anything like that. It's just most all athletes who are successful believe that they're the best at what they do. Hey, yeah. rule, hey the rule, this is Eric Glover. The rule of thumb is this. What did Ali always do? Ali always said he was the greatest, right? Yeah. And then what did he do? He went out there and proved to you why he was the greatest. So there's nothing wrong with being believing in yourself. There's nothing wrong with being arrogant. There's nothing wrong with being cocky. Like like Coleman said, the only problem is is when it's time to perform, if you don't perform <laughs> up to the expectations that you set for yourself. But but in your mind, if no one else is going to believe in you, it's only God and yourself. And, and right. you should always believe in yourself and believe that you can get the job or the task at hand done. So always believe. Now with loving... We had this talk already. Loving couldn't catch it if you lobbed the ball to him. <laughs> <laughs> but in his mind, he's the greatest. Yeah. But in his mind, Coleman played DB. Coleman, to tell you, Loving couldn't get off the line of scrimmage running around. If, if the line of scrimmage was moved forward, he couldn't get off the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, my mom says I'm perfect, but that's only because I eat her food. <laughs> Hey, 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 David, remember one thing? What do what does women always say about their babies? They're like, oh, my gosh, your baby's so cute, or I have such a cute baby. See, it starts when you're a baby. When the parents sit up there and know they got an ugly baby, and they sit up there and say, oh, my God, my baby. <laughs> well, we glad that people can't see it, because then they'll be like, oh, that's coming? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, 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 what you're saying is, David Mom could cook, but Coleman's parents should have told him he was ugly, right? I'm <laughs> 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 probably the best looking out of all of us on this phone right now. So that's I wouldn't go that far, I coach. And I would I wouldn't go that far to wait, try to tell you you need to lose weight. And of course, it's the ugly people who tell us good looking people we don't look good. <laughs> now hey, if you want to see some Coleman don't have any mirrors in his house. <laughs> <laughs> you can look you at uh, Levin Claws. Uh, anyway, no, but David with. really always believe in yourself, man. Just you know what? Just continue to believe. Regardless of the circumstances or the situation, not every situation is perfect for you. You have to find the perfect situation. And then, like they said before, you have to be prepared and ready to produce. Just because you get cut once or you lose a job or something like that doesn't mean life is over and, and your dream is shattered. You know, what's the rule of thumb? Winners, winners never quit and quitters never win. That's right. That's it. You got another question, David? Go ahead. Shoot away. I, I actually don't have any more questions because um, I'm, I'm I'm just kind of like out of questions on my question sheet that I wrote down. <laughs> and I'm just no, that's right. really happy I'm on the show. <laughs> well, you're not done yet. Um, Galen, you want to say something to him? Well, I just think you should go, hold on to your dream. You're a young man. I mean, you're still in high school, and you gotta, you're going to mature mentally. You're going to mature physically. Uh, just match your uh, your effort towards uh, 
get your effort off the field the same as it is on the field, and then always study your craft. I mean, make sure school is number one. I mean, you got to get your grades down, and then also you have to study what you want to be successful in, which is baseball. And so, uh, you know, if that's what you want to do, then you got to understand what baseball is about, what coaches expect of you, and then you got to go for it as hard as you can. Yeah, 100%. I missed uh, earlier. What position are you playing out there in baseball? Uh, I I actually am primary, primarily a third baseman, but I've played second and outfield before. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I played third base in little, this is Eric Coleman, by the way. I played third base, and that's a that's a very enjoyable position. You know, um, just be ready, be quick, and nimble. You know, you have to be quick uh, on the third base line. So, yeah. um, work your drills. You know, work real hard. Uh, one thing I, I've always um, admired in an athlete was uh, Mike Tyson. Um, he worked extremely hard in practice. And as you can see, his fights didn't last very long. That's because he was, he, I don't know if you can over-prepare, but he, he was well-prepared because he worked so hard in practice. And I even noticed that in football, the harder I worked in practice, the easier the game was. So just make sure that you, when you go out there and practice and you, when you're in the classroom um, <clears throat> learning uh, your plays or whatever, work hard in practice. It will make the game so much easier and so much more enjoyable for you. Yeah, and I've, I've learned that actually. And thank you all for this. Hey, let me let me let me ask you a question, David. How tall are you, David? How what? How tall are you? How tall am I? Yeah, I'm like five foot seven. That's what my mom says. I don't actually know. <laughs> and how old are you? Uh, fourteen. I'm going to be fifteen in May. Okay, and I'm I'm a I, I don't want to say this, but I'm racially. What are you? What's your nationality? I'm uh, Swedish, 100%. Okay. Okay, look, it. but like piggybacking off of Eric and what Galen had to say, you, your bat, you have, to, you have to be able to bat. You have yeah. to be quick in baseball. If you're playing third base, they've already said it. I have a friend right now whose son just got a scholarship to the University of San Diego, and the Yankees are looking at him as a pitcher. He's 5'11", about 160, 170, and he's throwing a good 70, probably about a good 80-something mile an hour, 90-plus fastball, and he's also a quarterback. So he's going to school on a scholarship in baseball and football. Yeah. And and so what I'm saying is for somebody like yourself, it's, it's about your bat and it's about your speed and quickness. If you can't hit the ball, they're not going to look at you. Yeah. So you better work on you should, you should. The intangible is when everybody else is going in, you need to work out some more. You yeah, know, you I, need will. To, I it's, will. It's the extras. Go to the batting cage. You know, if you can hire a little uh, a coach or something, one of those little training coaches or something like that, if you have some extra cash, you need to look into things like that. Everybody's doing club ball, and, yeah. and that's where a lot of scouts and a lot of schools are looking at, not more so in the little league in the neighborhood. It's all about the clubs now. Yeah, I will do that. You know, so look into some club ball and, and things like that to, to better your craft and better your trade and, and never let anybody tell you that you can't do it because guess what you can. And yeah, years from got, now, we'll hear about you. Yeah, I just got registered for a summer league, so I am definitely going to work on all of it. 
And we're going to need some tickets to the World Series. Before we get off, we're going to chime in on this too, David. What's going on with this Peyton Manning thing? Where is he going to go? Did you happen to see the press conference today? No, later on the day he posted, I guess. Well, he did it already at about about 10 o'clock this morning in my time. It was 9 o'clock my time. I didn't see it. Did you see it, Galen? I saw it, man, and it was sad, man. I mean, it was emotional for him. For me, <laughs> I was like, I respect him, but anyway, you know, Peyton Manning oh, is Lord. a class. Come on, man. He's, he's, he's class personified, I mean, and the way he handled that uh, press conference, man, was awesome, awesome, man. I, I really respect him uh, as a player, and I think he's going to go on to play somewhere else, you know, and, you know, both both uh, parties, the, the, the Colts organization and Peyton Manning understood that it had to be a part in the ways, and you know that's what sports are all about. But we talk about a young man here with David, and his career is ahead of him. And now he's looking at Peyton, who's towards the latter part of his career. One thing about sports, as we all know, it comes to an end, and we got to do something else. That's why it's so important, David, for you to get your education. Of course, yeah. education, education, bar none. My only thing is, and nothing negative. My only thing, because I always have something negative to say about them overpaid whiners. But anyway, I'm not going to even get into that right now. My only thing is I have issues with whenever someone gets injured. Peyton got that payout. Not talking about him not being classy or any of that. He's gotten a payout. He's had multiple surgeries. I need to see you out on the field working out. That's all I need to see. Don't, don't tell me you're working out. I don't want to hear doctors, anybody else that has an injury. They show a clip of him out there training, exercising, doing things. In the last year, we haven't seen Peyton anywhere. So who's to say what's going on? Yeah. But I hope the best, and I wish he'd come back, and I wish he'd go to the Jets so so finally the Jets could do something. And I'm not even a Jets fan. Yeah. Well, they do have some – they leaked some footage this past week on him throwing to some of his teammates. And, in fact, he had mentioned during his press conference that he's been working out with uh, Clark and – and uh, uh, Reggie Wayne, and he's doing feeling feeling good, and I think even the owner, you know, had uh, also just verified that that was occurring. But you know, it's a, it's a it's, they said it wasn't a money issue, but you know, I think in a lot of respects it certainly is because you know, of course. if they have to pay him twenty something eight million dollars, and that's towards the salary cap, it's going to hamstring the team for the rest. For years to come, and it's going to affect it. So I think they both understood that, and you know, hopefully he goes on and be successful. I mean, he has a few more left years left in that body, I believe, and and then he's going to be out of there. So you know, it's time for the organization to move on, and it's time for Peyton to move on. Hey, hey, Galen, what do you think about Chuck with Gano getting the head coaching? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Glove Chuck Pagano is the head coach. Got the head coaching job at the uh, where was he at? He was, he was from Baltimore. He was a D coordinator. Yeah. He's an ex, he's an ex Wyoming alumni when I played at Wyoming. That's right. He was here and, when I was uh, here, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so now he's the head coach in Indianapolis. That's, that's Indianapolis. That's right. He is the head coach in Indianapolis. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I was so excited about that uh, when I saw that he's a Wyoming guy representing for us, and that's awesome. Well, guys, we got only a minute left. I want to thank David for being the host with us. Thank you, David. You're welcome. I will do this. You know, thank you, guys, for everything. Hey, thank you, David. Good luck. Hey, good luck, uh, David. Want, I want to thank you, uh, Glover and Eric and Galen, for taking time out to talk with David. 
You know, this is what we need. I um, want to talk to the younger adults and help them out, guys. I appreciate it, and thank you. Yeah. Hey, David, make sure you let us know what's going on, man. Keep working hard. Let love know what your progress is. Thank you. I'll let Jimmy know, and then he can probably get back to you guys. All right. Yeah. All right, let me know. I love it. I hope another one loving sports talk, and I like to thank again my guests for being on the show, and thank David, and we'll see you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.